0: in the country and I've learned a lot about coffee and this is where our coffee really is uh, you know sets ourselves apart is that um, you know we're not just pro-life coffee we're really much pro-abundant life and that really starts with the farmers who grow our coffee so a lot of coffee is sourced through child labor or slave labor so if you do not um, if there's you know you know coffee that we all could be drinking um, it could be from a big box retailer Um, There's a lot of untraceable coffees out there with very poor farming practice.
1: Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, relationships, work, pop culture, and true crime. From a Christian conservative perspective, let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy! Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory, and we, me, you, we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. So today we have a treat. We are back to doing interviews, and we have the founder of Seven Weeks Coffee. You guys have probably seen it um, everywhere on social media at this point. They were also at – you guys were at the Students for Life Summit too, right? You guys had a booth there? yes so i'm super
0: correct i'm super
1: excited um, to have the founder here and for us to talk a little bit about having a pro-life business we're going to talk about having a business in general we're going to talk about pro-life issues and then you guys ask some questions that we're going to get to and we'll talk about coffee just in general as well as a coffee drinker um so let me read you this bio real quick three years ago at the age of 22 anton moved to dc to get involved in the political process because he wanted to promote godly values in government. As he began his career in the political arena, two things became obvious about values in Washington. Godly principles are lacking on both sides of the aisle, and many organizations put profits over people. Seven Weeks Coffee was started to reverse this trend and to live out Graham's Billy Graham's calling as a believer in the marketplace. As a values-based business, they are putting... People Before Profits, by having a transparent mission statement, donate 10% of every sale to pregnancy care centers across the nation. He is a Christian, he is conservative, and Seven Weeks Coffee unapologetically supports pregnancy care centers across the nation. So you fit right on in with this group of girls. Um, all of us, not all of us, um, the majority are um, Christian conservative. And if you're listening and you're not, please reach out. I'd love to talk to you about it. Um, so yeah, I guess let's first talk about like, who are you? You say you're someone who moved to DC to be involved in politics. Did you always want to be involved in politics or how did that happen?
0: Yeah. Well, first off, thanks for having me and happy to be here and share a little about some coffee and uh, my story. Um, Yeah. I moved to DC about three years ago. I've always been passionate about politics and the conservative movement, but also like the faith aspect of um, wanting to advance, you know, biblical or just godly principles in government. Because I think as it's clear, culture is definitely on the decline in terms of Morality and just what's going on in the world. And I just felt a calling. I want to be a part of hopefully standing against it or fighting for a little bit of good change. So that's kind of why I moved down here. I got an internship in the area and I was really gung ho about fighting for, you know, personally conservative values, Christian values. um But yeah, like I said in kind of that little bio there, like you read, um, just because you're a conservative doesn't mean you have the best intentions. Mm-hmm. And I learned that pretty quickly because you kind of can see. Um, a um, lot of self interest on on both sides of the aisle, and um, I definitely got to taste that. Um, just kind of being around the whole um, political arena here in DC, and but, um, uh, really, yeah, that's kind of my background how I ended up down here.
1: Really quick, yeah. um, before you move, I just want to say, like we talk about that a lot, how um, we identify most of the audience mm-hmm. identifies as christian conservative because there is a difference between being conservative and being a christian because conservative is kind of just used very loosely nowadays um so yeah we definitely mm-hmm. we understand that
0: <laughs> yeah exactly I, there is a difference in like i'm happy to talk about it but yeah i mean as as people i think if We as Christians, our values, those values always come first and foremost, and Mm -hmm. I'll always put those first and foremost, Who I vote for, what I believe in, what I want to represent.
1: Perfect. Love that. Um, So when you came to D.C. and you saw how it wasn't really like that, what made you transition from politics? I'm assuming you probably wanted to go run for office, be on the Hill. What made you transition from that to an actual business?
0: No, I think it was, it was a few th- different things. It's a, definitely a busy, busy life in the political arena. I mean, it's it's nonstop news cycle. It's nonstop, um, you know, kind of just the talking point culture. Mm-hmm. And personally, I think it's just, it's definitely a lot. It can be very overwhelming. And um, I've always been passionate, very passionate about the pro-life movement. I just never had an outlet really to live that out until Seven Weeks Coffee um, was born, no pun intended. <laughs> but um, that's kind of the the transition, um, to something that I was really passionate about, which is the pro-life movement.
1: And what made you decide to do coffee? Now, I feel like that's kind of random. Like most people want to do t-shirts no. or I don't know, <laughs> something like that, but like, why coffee?
0: Yeah. So it's interesting. So I kept, I don't know, there's so many coffee companies out there and I kept getting all these advertisements for, you know, second amendment coffee your black rifle, you have Minutemen coffee, you have all these different brands of coffee. And I was like, wow, it's kind of like a really cool way to tell a story and share a mission. It's a, it's a kind of a product people come around, people use, and it's, it's a really good, um, I don't know, mediator between a cause and, and sharing that cause with your community. So I had this, this really deep you longing for the pro-life moving and wanting to get involved in it. And I love coffee. Like I'm a, I love, I'm kind of a coffee stump So personal passion and just a desire to kind of share a mission. And it was funny. I was doing some research and I couldn't find like a single pro-life coffee company when I started. And it was like, it totally hit me like a lightning bolt. Like, wow, no one's talking about this, Like there's no like, you know, marketplace or just, you know, company that's around these values that it's not a, you know, a small segment of the people, like, you know, majority of people are, I think, pro-life. And it's a huge, huge, obviously, contentious issue now, but people are very passionate about it. So that's kind of where the idea was born. But it really was focused on, let's just not be a pro-life coffee company. Let's have a very big impact. So that's where the donate 10% of every sale came in. It's like, you know, we can stand for values on online, you know, writing a bio all day, but like true impact is... How you serve and how you lead, and we do that by donating 10% of every sale.
1: Love that. I absolutely love that. And I'm when it comes to business in general, I think it's great to find things that have not already been done. Um, nothing against t-shirt companies. Uh this t-shirt is from Living in the Light Co. Um, but you know, there's a lot of t-shirt companies out there. Nothing against Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, I can't think of anything else that feels oversaturated other than t-shirts. But um, it's great that you found. A very um, saturated market. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great that you found coffee. And I think it's something that, like, also most people like. Um, now, what made you decide? I think I know why you decided the seven weeks. But can you tell the audience why you decided seven weeks as the name? Oh,
0: absolutely. I really, that's the cool part about it. I mean, um, it really ties the whole mission together. Um, so I had the idea for a pro life coffee company. I did not know what to call it, um, but I called my wife, um, and with this idea, I'm like, "Hey, I want to start a pro life coffee company." And I just, it was something that's like totally like, "I'm going to do this." But I had no idea what to call it. And my wife, she's a nurse, and she, you know, she's like, "Oh, when is a baby the size of a coffee bean?" Because they call, you know, my little bean. And that's, uh-huh. I guess her healthcare background, led her to think like that. And I'm like, "I don't know. Let me look it up." So I look it up at seven weeks, a baby is the size of a coffee bean. And it's really the same time um, a mother has their first ultrasound between six and eight weeks is usually that first ultrasound. So like, oh, there's the name, seven weeks coffee, you know, at seven weeks, a baby is the size of a coffee bean. It's the same time that a heartbeat's clearly detectable. An ultrasound, help us, you know, support ultrasound services at pregnancy care centers with your purchase. So it was like the, the whole mission and, you know, the model and the, the leading with the tide all, was, all really started through the name.
1: Love that. So first question, personal question, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Tell us how you met your wife and all that jazz, if you'd like.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, happy to share. So like I said, I moved down here three years ago and um, oddly enough, when I I was really moving down, I went back home to Cleveland, Ohio for one more week um, to literally pack up everything I had back home. And to move down to DC because I got my full time job, so I'm like, okay, I got to go home, pack up, and got one week before I start my job. So during that week, I go back. I was with some friends at my at my church, and that's when I ended up meeting who my current wife now, Krista, is. So we met literally the week I was moving. Um, wow. Down to DC full time. So it, it, it's funny you never have thought that would have worked out, but. Um, you know, God definitely had other plans. And it was weird because, you know, right as I moved down, I worked here for a couple of months and we were kind of doing long distance and then COVID hit. And so I went back home for like, you know, a handful of months. So we were back, you know, able to date, you know, more in person, which was great. we really hit it off. And two, two years later, uh, we got married and now we're both down here in the, the DC area. So yeah, that's our little story. Wow.
1: Oh, that's so cute. We love a good... um pro-life christian couple story so when you told her you wanted to start a business um so she's in the medical field was she kind of like uh because starting a business costs a lot of money it's big i'm assuming you had a decent paying job before so when you told her that was she like oh yeah god told me too or was she kind of like "Oof, how are we going to do this like how how did that conversation go about
0: that's really fun you asked that. So um, we, the seven weeks coffee, I think my wife was a little taken back, but she definitely believed in me and trusted me. But I had the idea literally two weeks after we got married. So we dated, oh, oh we my you know, go through engagement. <laughs> we plan, we, we plan, a, we literally plan a, you know, a wedding. It's the most stressful time planning a wedding, you know, family, friends, just you know all the costs with the wedding. Yeah. Finally get through our wedding, like we get settled, and like two weeks later, I'm I'm calling her on the way home from work. I'm like, I have this idea, I have this idea, it's, and it's, it was literally two weeks after. So she makes a joke of it that like you know somehow I got bored already with marriage, which is not <laughs> the case. You know, very happily married. But yeah, it was right after that. I mean, it hit me. So I know God's timing for sure. I was like, okay, you got married. Now next thing is you guys are gonna go off and start this company. So. Um, wow. She's all very supportive of it very much now.
1: That's good. That's (laughs) good. Um, kind of transitioning to the actual business. So coffee, how did you, how do you source coffee? Like, how do you find out, like, where would you even start if somebody, um, wanted to start a coffee business themselves or like, if just they're curious, how do you even start?
0: That's, you know, I started blind, but I, I learned quickly and um, definitely, you know, God led me to the right people. So when I first started, I was like, okay, I'm going to need a coffee supplier, obviously, because I don't roast my own coffee or anything right. or have access to that. So I was, I was it was very much like, you know, seeking out who could be a good supplier. And I was worried because like, you know, what if someone doesn't, you know, want to work with me because I'm trying to start a pro-life coffee company. So the first person I did ask, they turned me down. Um, they said, no, it's too controversial. And then through a mutual friend and Kind of some divine appointments. I just stumbled upon another, um, a roaster who I didn't know personally. I called him up. He turns out to be a Christian nice. and um, I gave him the idea and the mission and he agreed to work with me. So I work with the roaster who's one of the best coffee roasters in the country. And I've learned a lot about coffee. And this is where our coffee really is, uh, you know, sets ourselves apart is that, um, you know, we're not just pro life coffee, we're really much pro abundant life. And mm. that really starts with the farmers who grow our coffee. So A lot of coffee is sourced through child labor or slave labor. So if you do not, um, if there's, you know, you know, coffee that we all could be drinking, um, it could be from a big box retailer. Um, There's a lot of untraceable coffees out there with very poor farming practices where farmers are very much mistreated. So I ended up partnering with this person who's so passionate about helping farmers and it's called direct trade coffee. So we source our coffee through direct trade. It means it's the most transparent way to pay farmers. We pay t- up to two to three times what fair trade requires. My roaster that I work with personally knows the people who are growing the crops and the, the washing station managers. He's met with them. He's been there to Ethiopia where our coffee's from. So we're directly benefiting farmers and their business in selling coffee. So it's a totally different thing than most coffees out there. So it's, it's, it's really cool that we have this pro-abundant life mission, too, as well. Um, and that we like to share.
1: Wow. I love that. I was going to ask you about that. Cause I mean, that's starting to, I don't want to say it's becoming trendy cause that makes it seem like it's a fad, but I think it's something that should be noted that people are becoming more, they want ethically, um, produce coffee, mm-hmm. ethically made clothes. So that's becoming more, for lack of a better word, popular. And I wanted to ask you about that. I'm glad you brought that up. I think also too, that's important because I always say in, um, we all, I always tease about like pure flicks, you know, if someone's watching and you're a fan of pure flicks, no shade to you, but I'm sorry, that stuff is terrible. Like it's awful. We can't keep promoting businesses. We can't keep promoting movies, TV shows that are terrible. We have to start, um, when we promote something, especially as Christian conservatives, like let's have a high standard. And I think you having good tasting coffee as well as like ethically sourced coffee is a high standard you know, back in the day, I mean, you could slap Christian on something. I, and I'll be honest, my parents were the number one. If you said Christian, it could be like, I don't know, like a rock. And my parents would be like, oh, Christian, we have to support. <laughs> and we can't keep doing that as um, exactly. Christians. We can't keep doing that. So I love that you guys are um, ethically based. Totally
0: right. Yeah, Mallory, that's a great point. Because when I started it um, and just, you know, working with my roaster and talking to him, it's, you're totally right. To be like truly like kingdom mindset, it's like Christians, as Christians, we can have the biggest hearts, you know, and very, like you said, very sorry products. And people mm-hmm. will try to support us and tons of different businesses because, you know, you have a big heart and you have a really good mission. And it's, and it's you know, easy almost to come up with a good mission because we all want to give back. We all want to have a big impact. But to really make a difference, we have to provide and have, you know, a superior product and quality. Mm-hmm. And that's what we really Strive for like. I am so happy people do buy our coffee for the first time because they want to support the mission. But I am even equally as happy that they come back and buy it again because they love the product, and that's so important. It's not a you know, it's not like um, people are downgrading what they enjoy most, and they're actually upgrading usually. If you check out our reviews on our coffee, people are like, "I was skeptical to switch, but I wanted to give you guys a try." You know, now I'm subscribing every. Every two weeks. And it, it's cool to see that because we want to provide that high quality product as a Christian company.
1: Nice. I love that. I really do. Okay. Let me go and see really quick. Okay. Uh, some of the questions. There was a question that I thought was really funny um, that I want to ask. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, two seconds to pull it up. I should have already had it pulled up. Okay, this person no said, which coffee blend do you think um, Jesus would have preferred?
0: <laughs> okay, so he would definitely go with the light roast. And here's why. Because okay. One of the biggest misconceptions is when people ask, how they like their coffee and they go, I'd like it strong. And what I ask them is, what does that mean? You want more caffeine? And they're like, yes. And they're always like, well, I'll take the dark roast and that's false. The light roast has the most caffeine Ooh, and why would tip. you just want that? Because obviously he's, he's up early and yeah, it's so true. And why would you just want that? Cause he's up early, He's, he, you know, Someone had a very busy schedule. No one had a busier schedule than him, so he would definitely need the more caffeine in his coffee in the morning. So, um, that's what I would say. Light roast. That's
1: <laughs> so funny. Okay, I really wanted to ask that one. Um, let's see. Oh, two other questions were just about ethics. Anyway, the ethics behind the bean, which you already talked about that. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So, what type of coffees do you offer? Like what
0: are the light roasts, dark roasts? So we have like a whole Yeah, yeah. So we're like expanding rapidly. Right now, we, we where we started is like can we just sell a few bags of coffee, like medium and dark roast? That's where we started. So we started medium, dark roast, we added espresso roast, and then we added light roast, and then we added decaf. So we have like five full, you know, um offerings now with much more to come in the near future in this fall through the winter with a bunch of different, um, you know, varieties and stuff. But right now we have light, medium, dark espresso and decaf. So it really hits all the different, you know, flavor profiles and desires. But yeah, like I said, it's interesting. Light roast does have the most caffeine. So when people always say, I want the strongest coffee, you can always ask them, what do you mean by that? Because if you want the least amount of caffeine, you should get a dark roast. Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. And is that just because it's taken longer to Mm -hmm. roast or like, why is that? You're exactly right. Yeah. <gasps> oh, it's that so, was just the it's,
0: so it's think about like cooking. So like, yeah, you're totally right. You're literally cooking something. So roasting coffee beans is you're taking these green. They're actually green coffee beans, and you're roasting them over a period of time. So the longer you roast something, the more and more um, something will almost literally cook out of it. So the caffeine is being you know roasted out of it longer. So light roast would obviously have more caffeine because you don't roast it as long.
1: Wow. Okay. Any other, are there any other things that you learned in the coffee business that you just like blew your mind away?
0: Yes. If your coffee doesn't say mold free, there's a good chance it has mold in it (gasps) or pesticides. (gasps) Um, yeah, that's something that's pretty interesting. Most coffees, engineered coffees easily can contain mold. So, um, we proudly advertise our coffee 100% mold free, pesticide free. I didn't know that. Um, So now then you look at a coffee and it doesn't say mold-free, you're probably wondering, well, if you were mold-free coffee, you'd probably share that with everyone because that's a pretty big, you know, thing to share. So, yeah, I mean, coffee is actually um, cheaper coffees are, you know, usually dirty, moldy, contain pesticides. Um, They're not really um, good for you in terms of, like, what, what is placed in them and how they're sourced and, you know, managed. But our coffee's not, so... Um, you definitely have a, a good
1: supply with us. Oh my goodness! I did so not Mallory, know that. Yeah,
0: I, you better check your coffee over there, because you don't want to be drinking. You can be drinking mold every day, and you don't even know.
1: Well, I'm now. I'm like I should just go ahead and buy a bunch for our office because we just use regular <laughs> coffee pods. But you can get the one from Amazon. Put the coffee in there. Put it in the Keurig. I might just buy some for the whole office mm-hmm. because that is disgusting. <laughs> just thinking about that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah. And it's cheap coffee. We yeah, yeah. just go to Walmart and you just get the Walmart brand. And I know it's cheap. Oh no. Oh wow. no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, my goodness. That's you. crazy. Open
0: open to the coffee the coffee world. Yeah. It, it, it's um it's night and day difference, I'll tell you. You'll notice the difference in taste and quality.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, good to know. I'll definitely um be making a purchase <laughs> soon. Um so two questions really about your faith and then we'll probably wrap it up. The first question is, sure. if you don't mind, can you tell us your testimony, how you became a Christian? Um, why is your faith so important to you?
0: I appreciate you asking it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the center of my life and, you know, um, my calling in life and not just this company, but you know, with everything I do, um, I grew up in a Christian home. I accepted Christ at a younger age, um, probably around 10 or 11. Um, And it's always been personal to me through high school and college and really, um, after college, um, God really, you know, put it on my heart to get involved in, you know, not ministry, but what we're doing in seven weeks coffee is a, is a ministry in a sense, like we're advancing and promoting, you know, godly principles. And that's always been on my heart to, to what I, what I want to do in life is to, is to live out my faith in an active way through my work and, you know, now my business. So you know, from a young age, I, I grew up with you know a, a Christian faith and God has definitely pushed me closer and closer to him. Um, and also just, you know, led me to this and, you know, taking it one step at a time, but to, you know, to piggyback off that point, one of the, um, reasons why I, I think seven weeks coffee stars, because when I was interning, I interned at my church, um, right before I moved to DC and I got to see a pregnancy center for the first time. Um, it was a very like um, moving moment, obviously be just working interning at a church was like spiritually, you know, super, you know, deep calling for me to just be in that environment, but also to, to see a pregnancy center for the first time. because I had no idea what, what they were, honestly. And I was, you know, completely pro-life, but very, um you know, ignorant and unaware of the movement. And I got to see, like, you know, what the pregnancy center would do and how they meet and how they help women just hear these stories. And it was just so like moving in my heart, because you see, um, the need, and you see, um, the love and the care that these centers that are giving, um, women who in who are usually in just very difficult situations. Um, so God definitely put that in my heart to to find a way back into helping them, and that's where I think Seven Weeks Coffee is. You know, also that that our mission is is to support them, and that's where it came from.
1: Wow, love that. Um, I think it's really good, and it's so important. Important to have businesses like this that are directly going to pregnancy care centers because you would be so shocked how many people don't know that they exist and how you, the, so I live in Charlotte and the ones in Charlotte um are because Charlotte is a larger city with I wouldn't say like wealthy people I, I, that's going too far but a lot more people are willing to give um you would be surprised how Pregnancy centers outside of that are barely holding on. Um, I've mm-hmm. actually talked to a couple of people who have pregnancy care centers that are just like, you know, please someone just give us like $10, 15 Like we need money. Um, so I think it's good to have organizations, mm-hmm. businesses that are giving directly to them. Because also, too, we have to remember, everybody listening, that um, they don't get money from the government. They are rely solely on donations from you from me from your neighbor from your grandparents like that's how they're surviving so it's really really good to have businesses that are giving directly to them because they need it they really need it and we all um we talk a lot about like community how important working together how we're going the only way we're going to um so if we want to make abortion illegal and unthinkable right now it's not we've talked about this, it's not illegal, it's on its way, but it's not fully illegal yet. But at the same time, we also should be working on to make it unthinkable. So a way to make it unthinkable is to support pregnancy resource centers, is to help them, is to mm-hmm. come together as a community. So this is great. I just, I really, um, I love the mission. I I learned some stuff in this episode, and I really appreciate you coming on. Um, one last question, and this is a question we ask all of our guests. If okay. every single girl in the world was looking at you right now and needed advice what advice would you give them every single girl is looking at me yes girls specifically every single girl
0: i'd probably say um you know as a christian and as um you know someone who's you know i want to fight for you know this coffee company really fights for women in need through centers is is to um you know just stand against the 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 tidal wave of culture that's just so corrupting and you know mm-hmm. it wants the worst of you and and just be strong as you know as a woman and and you know if you're a Christian stay strong stay close to the Lord um you know don't look at your friends don't look at um, the people maybe in you know school or your classes if they're more popular or not just just look to the Lord because Right now, there's a war, you know, literally against, you know, um, you know, I think our younger generation um, who's trying to corrupt, Mm -hmm. trying to steal um, what God designed for us. And, you know, we see that in the abortion industry. It's it's a a lie to women. So, you know, stay strong, stand against that lie and, um, you know, be bold to speak out against it. You'll be surprised the influence you can have. Absolutely.
1: That's great. Um, I actually just thought of one more question while you were talking, um, but oh, it, yeah, re- it relates to what you said. What you said was great. I'm probably going to clip that because that was really good. Um, my question though is, have you received a lot of backlash on social media? And if you have, how have you like combated it? What have you done for that? Because I know a lot of our uh, a lot of our girls say that they receive backlash or that they're even scared to post mm-hmm. because of backlash and i just like to ask people like mm-hmm. what are some tips if you've received it
0: yeah no, know that's true for sure like you know hasn't been growing you, you, know, you get tons of positive support but then you start to get you know the hate and the you know the attacks mm-hmm. honestly i i hasn't really phased me because you know the whole mission is is what you got to focus on and as christians as um you know my business is whatever you're doing personally, well, no matter what, you know, you know, we're, we're called to in life, we have to focus on the mission, right? We're responsible mm-hmm. to live that out well. So with any messages of, you know, hate or, you know, vulgarity or whatever it is, you know, all I do is delete the comments, move past it, don't look into it. I, I think one of the things I learned of in life at an early age has been helpful is, you know, take advice and take influence from people that you know that, um, that who should speak into your life not everyone should speak into your life not everyone should have a um, an opinion um into your life or to your beliefs and stuff so you know i i don't i don't t- i don't listen to what everyone says to me because if you do that you would, you'd go you'd go crazy you, but listen to the voices that really matter and you can discern who those are in your life you know for me it's obviously my wife it's people in my church people in my community that i trust but Outside of that, yeah, you, know, you have to put up your walls against um, against those attacks and just and just look forward, don't look at them.
1: Thank you, that was great advice. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Anton. I really, really appreciated this. I learned so much, like I said earlier, and I'm excited to have my seven weeks coffee. I know everybody listening is probably on the website right now, type in the <laughs> order. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. Totally. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe. However you're listening to it, please correspond. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. It helps us move up in the algorithm and other girls can find the podcast and they can learn more and they can feel left alone. Um, I think that's it. So make sure oh, can you tell us the website and social media, all that stuff that you have?
0: Sure, yeah, it's just all 7 sevenweekscoffee.com to get to the website, 7 Weeks coffee on social to follow. Yeah, come check us out, read through the site, it shares exactly how much you donated. We've already raised over $18,000 since we started for Center, so when you purchase, you really get to support life across the country. So um, we don't ask for donations, we say if you're drinking coffee already, already, come drink it through us and you'll have a big impact in supporting life. So yeah, 7 com. check it out.
1: Love it. Great. All right, you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com to read our blogs and receive exclusive content and connect with us on Instagram at thoseothergirlspodcast and on Twitter at T-O-G underscore podcast. Those are the girls changing culture and bringing back traditional values.